0: Ayo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on. Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone to the Caribbean. Seven days and eight nights, got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light. Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky. From New York City to the USVI is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up, cause we about to run the be like light forest gone. Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a tent, cause we did the things, and we'll do them again. Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out, cause we got the drink packed. And we're maxing it out. Everybody come on. I said, sound that horn. Cause we gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Yeah.
1: All aboard, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show, coming to you not quite live from Long Island, New York. We're a little late tonight. It's 1046. It's usually late for me. Well, it's a Sunday. You know what I mean? Those Sunday scary set in. I was having this major malfunction, this problem, and it's, I'll give it, let's call it 45% of the reason why there hasn't been an episode earlier. I just, and you may have heard the last one with my buddy, John, there was just this Hum, this, this, this buzz, this—I uh, couldn't get rid of it. It was, just, it wouldn't go away, and I couldn't figure out why. I'm trying all sorts of configurations with, uh, you know, the equipment and, you know, pushing buttons, and I don't know what they do. So I'm just pushing them and unpushing them and whatever. But the issue was, I upgraded my computer system here at the home office, and uh, I have a dual monitor set up now. And all I had to do finally, I was like, "Ah, let me try turning off one of the monitors. So I'm operating off of one, turned off the other one. And I think, you hear that? Hopefully you don't. Hopefully the hum is gone. Woo. All right. So we got a lot to cover here. Obviously, there's stuff that's, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about what's going on with Norwegian Cruise Line. Uh, I I can't figure it out. There, I, I guess is it the fight with Florida that's keeping them out of like uh, a lot of, I guess action when it comes to Miami and Fort Lauderdale, even Port Canaveral. I was trying to figure out. By the way, we got to get back in the game here. I want to set up the Pirates and Pier Runners for 2022, and I'm thinking September. I'd love to get some feedback. You know, all the heavy hitters. Let me know, Scotty, Matt, Thelma, uh, Suja. Dana, everybody, the veterans, Chris. Let me know. Uh, the only bad thing is I think it's going to end up on Carnival. Um, I don't know what else to tell you. I gotta get. I, I swear I gotta get away from a Royal Caribbean ship for a little while. I gotta step away. I can't help it. It's a little too much. Now here's the thing. We're going to cover the Oasis of the Seas, October seventeenth journey. I want to shout, give a shout out to all the new listeners who were on the cruise with me did not know this was me i didn't really you know you know me i just want to make sure the uh i got to keep the autograph seekers at bay and you know i would have been mobbed my room would have been mobbed and it would have been just been a whole mess if i had announced my presence on board i'm just kidding absolutely nobody will had or ever gave a crap about that but either way uh, yeah, man, I've been doing some cruise fishing lately to get the old cruise fishing pole out, and I'm just happy to be back doing that again. You know what I mean? Even if I'm not going on any cruises, one of my favorite things About cruising is to look for cruises. And that seems to be the the hottest time for that seems to be when I just get off a cruise. Again, Oasis of the Seas. I am a week officially one week back. And man, the work is going hard and fast. It's just we we did a grand opening of uh Masita in Rock in Garden City, actually. It's been going well. We still have Ainsworth and Mesita in Garden City and we have some more stuff on the way. But I don't want to keep you guys waiting too long. I know you probably want to hear all about this cruise. Oasis of the Seas out of New York. I should say if we're gonna get technical New Jersey. And um and away we go. You know what the best way to probably do it is to go back in my camera roll and just look at pictures. And kind of maybe have that help me jog my thoughts. Ideally, I would have gotten this to you sooner. I did say to myself, wouldn't it be great if I could just come home Sunday night last week and just give you the, uh, you know, give it when it's right fresh off the top of my head. You know what I'm saying? That would have been kind of cool. But here's the deal. So first and foremost, you guys heard my buddy John. And I do think we're going to get John. uh, I'm going to try to get John. John is actually moving to Florida. Florida. Hey guys uh John, who was on the podcast last week, a lot of you seem to like it uh, got some good feedback off that, but John is moving to Florida, so that's it. He's leaving Friday, going to West Palm Beach, Florida. He's got a job lined up, and uh you know, like I said, I met John in Florida, both of us New Yorkers, but we met in Florida and literally had. Oh, some of the times of our lives, I mean, if you could bottle up those memories, and actually the great thing is you can, you know, <laughs> I, I, they are so strong in my mind, I think about them all the time, and just the great days that we had in Florida, and you know, that's where we met, I think he he went to college down there, but I think we met in 99 or 98 or something like that, and uh, that's when the whole party started, and you know, it's been a it's been that crazy wild ride ever since. So let's get into it. Um, we we were really nervous that night, to be honest with you, with that COVID test. So here's here's what happened. So we both passed, obviously. Then we did the podcast right after that, and then the next night we had a friends and family event. So it wasn't an official grand opening. It was just like you know non revenue generating. Uh, you know, friends and family event You know, like a lot of times Like you hear Virgin Voyages do it uh, When they were kind of just launching their product And they put it out there And, you know, bring a bunch of travel agents on board And people of influence on board And let them kind of experience the thing And we would that's what we do In the restaurant business as well So we did that And then the night after that Well, that was the night that John was there And we had just gotten done with that But I knew the next day I had a wedding to go to and uh, it was going with Nicole, and you guys know Nicole, you guys have heard from her, or actually you don't know her, probably she hasn't been on the podcast, a little shy when it comes to appearing on the podcast, Nicole is, but that's okay, maybe one day we'll get her on, but if you've ever uh, been on a cruise with us or her, and you've ever heard about any of the cruises, I think we've... Probably been on three or three or four cruises at this point. Uh, but, but we decided. To, I decided to go with her because she's always a good time, always a fun time, always a blast to hang out with, have a couple of drinks, knock a few back with. And uh, we did that at the wedding that was on Saturday night. And Nicole kind of gave me a fair warning. She's like, I know what you're thinking. You got a cruise, so you're probably going to want to save your energy. But sorry, don't think you're not boozing tonight. And uh, for that reason, you know... Not for that reason. What was I going to do? Go through this wedding sober? (laughs) Probably not likely. But anyway, we had exactly what we thought we'd have. have We had a great time. And there were a lot of drinks. And we did hang out. We did a little after party drinking too. And, you know, I got a hotel room. And the idea of getting the hotel room was was that i was kind of running around like a madman all of saturday i had a flat tire i had to do last minute stuff because that's just kind of how i roll and then i uh wanted to just get i I didn't have time to get ready so i just booked a hotel room that was near the wedding venue and i was going to basically look at it as though my cruise was going to start at that point you know what i mean my vacation was going to start at that point None of that worked out When I got to the hotel, I realized there was about four or five things that I did not remember, so I was going to have to go back home, which is a twenty five minute drive from the hotel and get a bunch of stuff and uh you know all that happened, and it is what it was, and yes, we did drink heavily, so you could picture me waking up at about eleven a m on the day of the cruise, so excited to be getting on a cruise. But also a monstrous hangover. Just not a good combination. So I was dragging it the whole way. Just I got home. I knew what I forgot and kind of didn't know what I forgot. So I was just grabbing stuff and throwing it in the in the suitcase and what have you. And I kind of made it there. I, I, I needed to meet John. We had agreed to meet at the port at about, you know noon or one o'clock neither one of us made that but so let's get into it so i drove to new jersey from long island to new jersey it did say about an hour and 45 minutes in the gps so i did that and it ended up being fine uh as usual i like to be late you know what i mean because i do not love standing on those lines now we did have to stand on the lines but I got to the port. John had already been there. So he said, you know, there's this huge line. You're in no rush. I'm driving through Staten Island. It took me over the Verrazano Bridge. So it basically took me around the Belt Parkway. Now, if you're in New York, and if you ever have the chance to drive on the Belt Parkway, ignore it. Don't take it. It is an absolute nightmare. So uh, it was bumper to bumper most of the way, and that's why it took close to two hours. But then it takes you over the Verrazano Bridge which, like I said, very historic bridge. I've been over it a bunch of times in the last couple of months, whether I'm taking pictures of the Oasis or, you know, going here, going there. And, uh, you know, it's made famous in the movie Saturday Night Fever. I recommend checking it out. It's good. It's a very soulful movie. It's a New York movie. It's an enjoyable, classic John Travolta movie. Check it out if you're so inclined. Anyway... I feel uh, so. I feel like uh, all right. So I feel like I'm running a little bit late, but I'm really not. So I get there, and John's kind of standing there. I'm like, "Well, John, get in the car." He's like, "Why?" I'm like, well, "What are we going to do? Stand in the line?" Because he had already parked, so he got in the car, and we drove around, and we stayed. We got in the world's longest Starbucks line, and I was actually at that point getting getting stuck in that line and having it move so slow. I was getting a little scared, but at this time, it's like 3:30. We know there's a massive line. Yes, on all all aboard was at three o'clock, but there's still, you know. And I heard about all the horror stories of the last couple of weeks. People, you know, the ships leaving later than they thought they would. So I was good. I was cool. Whatever. Everything was fine. We parked the car, and yes, we were the last people let into the uh i guess the the port where all the security where the you know the the way they're going to start checking you in we were the last people allowed in we were the last two last two people through the baggage screen uh i didn't i don't know that i just know that they gave a high five after we got through and they started congratulating each other great day we're finally done all right cool uh but then I don't say we the last ones on the ship because it was a it was still a full port. You know what I mean? The the terminal was still full. So those lines that like four or five different lines, they moved at different speeds. It wasn't an unbearable wait. It wasn't an unbearable unbearable amount of time. Probably maybe like forty five minutes total. And then we were on the ship. It was beautiful. Oh my gosh. And yes, you know, I didn't I was wondering if I would have like I would be emotional. Maybe I would shed an emotional tear. Um no, that didn't really happen. I didn't get overwhelmed with emotion, but just that whole process one by one, being on that line, talking to fellow passengers, knowing that you're one step closer, uh, with every step you take and every move you make, I'll be watching you every single day, every night I pray, I'll be, all right, let me calm down. So, and then, you know, you get through all the business, you get everything, you get the wild, you get the, not the wild man, but the, uh, vaccine, band that shows you you're vaccinated and you're in, then you are in and you're ready to go. And it's a beautiful thing. And you're walking down that long corridor before the gangway and you know, you're about to hit the gangway. And then you look down that gangway and you're like, it's really here now. I don't know how many days let's calculate now. So. January 20th to January 20th, that's a full year, 365 days. So let's go February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. That's another nine months. So that's another 180 days, 365 plus 180 days. That's how many days it had been since I had cruised and I was just a gangway away john obviously not the same scenario he was he was excited he was really looking forward to this thing he totally had an open mind um you know just off the gate i'll say that i I know john had a very 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 good time john had a different type of cruise than me a little bit i'd say uh john really i don't know he and i and i and i say this with no issues with it whatsoever it just he he took advantage of getting some good rest, you know what I mean? He got some good sleep, and he really you know we got after it during the day, and John is a world class drinker, but you know, whereas on land, the thought of drinking all day and then relaxing and then going out at night on land is absolutely completely foreign to me wouldn't happen. On a cruise, for some reason, it just is. It works. It happens. I don't know why. It just works. It works for a lot of us. John didn't really work as much for. He had to kind of pick. Am I going in a, am I going in crazy during the day or am I going out at night? And it was more often times he was going crazy during the day. And that was absolutely fine. You'll never, ever, 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 ever catch me being like, no, this is how you have to cruise. No, don't, yo, don't, blow, don't, don't, don't. Don't waste all your energy drinking for the day. You gotta, you gotta last through. No, just go after the good time that's in front of you. And absolutely, I'll do me. You do you. And we had a great time. And John absolutely had a blast on this cruise. Uh, I can, I can tell you with certainty. So we get on the ship, and I'm gonna tell you this: in the hierarchy of rooms that I've had on cruise ships. It's hard to say that there was a better one than this, okay? Because I love a balcony, and I'm a people watch. I I like population. I like seeing things. I like being in the middle of the action. I like, you know, I know that ocean view balconies are more of a premium product but at the same time for me i just really enjoyed having that balcony and overlooking you know just you're just seeing what's going on oh you open the door what's going on today oh shoot look a zip is flying overhead when that first zip liner hit that was cool i'm into that i like this is great you look up there's literally a human being flying 15 feet above your above your head We were right at the, I guess, where you would kind of uh, board for the zip line. And you can, you know, I got a great couple of shots if you see the, uh, if you saw the pictures. By the way, uh, check out the Always Be Booked, uh, what is it called? (laughs) The Always Be Booked. Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. It's a group. We get together. If you're a new listener, definitely check that out. Always be booked. Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. Uh, it's where the community lives. You know what I mean? That's where we kind of hang out and you know bust each other's chops, answer each other's questions, get closer. We, we, we establish our bond in the Facebook group, and we'd love to have anybody who's a new listener to join that Facebook group. So, seeing the fact that we had such a cool, so we were on the 11th, what was it, 11th, 12th, yeah, 11th, because you, and the 12th was above us, and then there is no thirteen. so then you had the fourteen, which is the Lido deck, so we were on the 11th, which was the last deck you could have if you wanted to see out the back of the aft portion of the ship. You know what I mean? Through the dive theater and through the uh, the, the abyss slide. Um, you could still see the wake. You could still see the dive show. You could even see what was playing on the screen. You just had a little bit of an obstruction with that stupid, you know, that was uh, the <laughs> the, it called the abyss, the great abyss, the wild abyss. Uh, it was just, you know, and that's why some people say that's why they love the allure of the seas. Because Oasis was not built with the with the abyss slide uh neither was allure harmony was harmony was the first one to have been built with that, but during the upgrades, the amplifications oasis had it put on the uh allure has not res- undergone the amplifications, so they don't have the abyss and for for that reason, many people really still enjoy those sort of like towards aft driven Cabins that are boardwalk facing balconies, and I could see why. You know what? If that slide wasn't there, I absolutely could have just put my feet up and watched football all day, right out, right on the big screen, right at the theater. It would have been really, really cool, but it was not to be. So, it is what it is. Let's keep it moving here. What else do we want to talk about? Yeah, I did celebrate. I'm just going through my camera, my pictures. I did celebrate the first time you make that right turn. You know, it's, it's a really efficient port and a cool port to drive into. Not bad at all. Just going through the Belt Parkway and all that stuff was rough. But once you get there, it's cool when you do get to have that moment where you make the right turn. And you're on that last road that's going to get you to where the ship is. And you get to see that ship for the first time. And man, again, it is true though. I will, I will maintain. The thing about New York is that we got a we got a way of making everything look small, including the oasis of the seas. So yeah, we boarded. You know what was funny about the mustard drill? Uh, you know, with so much talk about the new way they do the mustard drill, it was even less. They told us, all right, you got to watch the mustard drill. You got so we watched it on the app. He watched it on his phone. I watched mine on my phone, and then you're instructed to go down to where everybody's going to meet, and they're going to show you where your mustard drill is, or maybe give you some last minute instructions or whatever. But I can tell you that, you know, we were late, like I said. We went down, there was nobody there. And I asked the 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 Great Abyss uh, operator, you know, we're supposed to come here for our last minute muster instructions. Uh, What's going on? Like, oh, yeah, it got a little cold out here. So they they moved it inside. So then I went inside where the promenade is, where the boardwalk meets the promenade. The boardwalk is on uh, deck six and the promenade is on deck five. Uh, And there was nobody to be found. So the shore excursion guy there. And he was like, yeah, they left. You're You're okay. You're fine. Don't worry about it. So there was nothing to be done. We were all set. And then, of course, then on the first day, it's a little chilly. You're out of New York, but there's just that amazing energy and that excitement that's there, which is being on a cruise ship, especially. And again, like I told you, I was kind of mother effing, you know, I was kind of throwing a little shade at Royal Caribbean before when I was saying I want this next group cruise, you know, to be more of, um, you know, a different cruise line because I want to get some some action. You know, the, the one thing you got to give to Royal Caribbean is just they're a model of consistency. They're just, I mean, a model of consistency. For the most part, really good quality and freakishly amazing hardware. You know, I didn't really have too many plans for this cruise to be that crazy and i believe i said that in the pre-cruise interview with john i threw out the disclaimers that i thought were going to happen yeah we would we would love to be a ship full of a bunch of girls and pockets everywhere and we were going to have a blast and you know even if we were getting rejected we would still be talking to whoever and you know they may laugh at us and blow us off but we were gonna mix and mingle with anybody who would listen there just wasn't any of that. And that was fine. Like, yes, did I hope that I have a small patch of hope that maybe something will be laying around for us to maybe have a little fun with and interact with or enjoy ourselves with? Yes, there was. But but there was a little hope. But in my heart, I knew that it would be slim pickings. And uh, when I say slim pickings, it was slim. No pickings. There were no pickings. You know, it was mostly families. It was mostly uh Older people who um, were, came with somebody, it was not, you didn't even see like too many mother daughters, you know what I mean? You just, it was just an army of people, their families, they was just people, it just wasn't that type of cruise at all whatsoever, and then the minute you realize that, and you resign yourself to that, and you look around, you could tell, dude, you could tell in the freaking terminal. I said it to steal with a couple of cruises. I was like, it's not looking good. Uh you can tell when you're in the terminal. If the terminal's full enough, you can tell what kind of cruise this is going to be. And yes, it was pretty clear in the terminal that there wasn't, you know, a bunch of, you know, girl trips going on, you know, groups of girls in their 30s running around and looking to have fun and do brunch and drink champagne. It just wasn't that cruise. You know what I mean? But I enjoyed everybody who I interacted with. Um, I didn't get as involved in the Facebook group with the group that I, as I wanted to. Just It just happens like that. I don't know why it usually does happen like that. You get on a cruise with all these intentions to meet all these people that you're interacting with with the Facebook group. And it just doesn't. It's just a lot of times it just doesn't happen. And I don't know why. But it is what it is. So the first night, you know, oh, sail away. So, John, you know, and that's the one thing, too. Like, I, I, I don't know what it is. It's just you're either a cruise nerd or you're not. And clearly, I'm a cruise nerd. We all know that. And like when you have a thing like a sail away out of the city. Now, the sail away was a little lackluster because it wasn't lackluster. I'll tell you why it was great. But generally, it would be a little lackluster because you're not leaving out of the Manhattan Cruise Terminal. You're you're leaving out of... Cape Liberty. So you're already past the city. You know what I mean? So that's a little bit of a damper. You still get to go under the under the Verrazano, but you gotta look into the rear view to see, you know, the barely, you know, the 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 shadow of the buildings of New York City. But in this particular case, the sun was going down and a gorgeous vertical rainbow just. I mean, it was, was an amazing backdrop. I went out on the balcony, and I looked towards the aft, and you could see it. And John was kind of just, you know, lollygagging and saying, Oh, I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to the trip. I'm like, yeah, but there's a sail away. I'm going up. <laughs> so we, I went up, and, uh, you know, we stayed in touch via text. But I was like, I got to capture this moment. This is a sail away, and there's a rainbow, and, you know. <laughs> I don't know why I get so excited about it, but I just wanted to see it, get a couple photos of it. You know me, forever documenting everything. John got a real hard taste of that reality of uh, me taking pictures all over the place, and he just would yell out the word "content" whenever I, he'd see me break out the phone or the camera. Oh yeah, content, content, gotcha, content. And then I would I would walk away. He'd be like, "Where are you going?" I would just say, "Content, gotta go." Oh, okay, content, got it. Uh, but there was a gorgeous rainbow. I definitely put it up in the uh, in the group. Uh, I put it on my personal too. I believe. Um, I think. I, yeah, I did put it up on the group definitely. But those pictures were. Uh, it was really cool. So the first night we kind of relaxed. We went back to the room. We chilled out a little bit, you know. And then, weirdly enough, and we didn't plan it again. Not planning anything on the cruise. We had barbecue the first night. Portside Barbecue, ladies and gentlemen. One of the first, not the first, but one of the first smokehouses at sea. I know Guy's does it. I know uh, Q does it for uh, Norwegian. Guy's does it for Carnival. And uh, Royal Caribbean's version is called Portside Barbecue. Now, let me tell you something. It was very good, very delicious, very tasty. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, especially the atmosphere. They really did nail the atmosphere. They put a guitar guy in there that was really, really good. Hold on, sip. So they had a guy in there playing the guitar, and he was awesome. He could play any song, and his voice sounded good. He was a typical, you know, just acoustic guitar guy. You know, sometimes, even if they're talented they don't always nail what they're trying to do. The guy could, yeah, I'm a guitar player. I can play any song. Can you sing? Yeah, I could sing too. Okay, but you know what? It doesn't always nail the actual genre that you're trying to go with. And uh, this one did. This guy was really good he had i had a message for him and we were he remembered scott and cara from the previous cruise because i guess scott you know scott can uh scott scott's a lively gentleman so he was kind of getting the crowd going and i think there's a couple of people in there and he was trying to get him to play shania twain and he played shania twain and it went over big and you know scott was trying to tell him you got to play that every single cruise and he played it for us and he gave scott a shout out knowing that uh Knowing that he was asking, though, Scott, just so you know, if you're listening, he was asking, that's your buddy, huh? I'm like, yeah, it's my buddy. He's like, well, why are you on the same damn, why are you cruising a week apart? I'm like, yeah, you got to talk to him about that. I'm just kidding. And by the way, a very, very special happy birthday to Kara, Scott's lovely wife. I believe it's her birthday today. So we got to talk, guys. We got to uh, we got to start planning this um, Pirates and Peer Runners Part 2. We got to maybe, I don't know, maybe we can do the Mardi Gras. Come on, you can't tell me. You wouldn't enjoy the Mardi Gras. And that's what I'm saying. Like, Royal Caribbean, God bless them. I just need a little action. We got... There's just... And you know what? You're not going to get it on Oasis out of New York City, half capacity, giant ship like that. You're just not going to. And I, I kind of knew that. And it was f- totally, totally fine. I could sit here and tell you that I can, that I, I can tell you that this was... Probably, out of all my cruises, one of the five worst. And you know what that means? Nothing. Because I had an absolute friggin' blast. I had such an amazing time. I would... Do it again. I did not want to get off the ship. I wanted to go back right away. It just—it's not a—it's not a testament against this particular cruise. It's just a testament as to how good all, how much I love cruising and how much how good all the other ones were. And unfortunately, when you're grading on a curve, somebody's got to lose. So it was on the lower end of cruises, just because it was a lot of uh, easing your way back into things. So the mask situation—you had to—you you know the. They weren't really going crazy enforcing it. But yes, you were supposed to wear a mask anytime you were indoors unless you were seated at a bar eating or drinking. That was the rule. You got to wear a mask if you're walking around the ship indoors. Outdoors, no, you did not have to. But I could tell you, you know, I would say that rule was complied with probably 80 to 85% of the time. They wanted no more than six people on the elevators at any given time. Uh, that was pretty much complied with most of the time. Uh, people were respectful. I I I was pleasantly surprised with how well people who you could tell just didn't want to wear a mask. You could tell that they were over it. Uh, John was kind of one of them. He's not really a big mask guy, and uh, I'm not either. But at the same time, if this makes it's making other people feel comfortable, then I don't care. I'll wear the mask. If you told me I didn't have to wear a mask, I would have been happy. But if it's going to make other people comfortable and it's part of the protocol, I'm in. I was so happy to be on a ship. I was not having a problem with any of it. So um, here's going back to the. Excuse me. I think I belched a little bit there. I just you know had a sip of soda. But um, the the barbecue. Portside barbecue. You gotta be ready for this. It's not It's cooked to perfection. The flavor is there, the texture is there. They nailed the chicken. I mean, and that's hard to do with a long, slow cook nailing the chicken. A lot of times it doesn't always happen. We got a barbecue place right near where I work. Mighty Quinn's supposed to be one of the better barbecue places around. Uh you know, it originated in the city and you can't get the chicken there they just can't hold the chicken for some reason this place they held it or it was cooked whatever it was but it was great the only thing was it's not a real smokehouse it's not you didn't get that smoky flavor like that real kind of char yeah they had a smoke ring in it but it's it's electric right so you did not get that fire extra smoky bar when you walk into a barbecue pit or a barbecue house the minute you open that door you smell that hickory that wood that char you get it all and you didn't get it on this and i'm i'm not complaining because i'm sure that there is some sort of uh protocol that uh, or or they're just trying to adhere to I, i we all know you can't have a fire on a ship Fire is, as we've all heard over and over again for the last 10, 15, 20 years, fire is the biggest enemy of a cruise ship. So I don't know how much sense it makes to have an open flame going 24-7. So maybe that's why. And I'm fine with that. But I paid for it twice. I I went there. I enjoyed it. Noticed that it wasn't authentic, real smoked barbecue. But I still loved it. The flavor, the texture, the sauce, the meat, it was all done very, very well. Uh, and it was definitely worth going back again. as, as again. Um, what else? What else could I say? So let's talk. Let's I guess jump around a little bit. El loco fresh, really good. They they it's better than I remembered it. Definitely better than I had it on when it was on. I believe it was Navigator, and uh, and they 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 really made it a little bit closer to what a what would you say the uh cafe iguana is or the iguana cantina whatever they call it cafe iguana uh obviously they i don't you you can't if you're royal caribbean you can't deny the fact that you scrapped cerbor and installed this complimentary lunch mexican option because of the success and the popularity of carnival's version so it was really good it, it didn't have like carnival, they, they literally make the tortillas. It's they're in dough form, or at least last time I was near a carnival ship, uh, which has been a minute, unfortunately. They had the dough coming out and they would just put it through a machine, and all of a sudden, you had a fresh tortilla. Uh, it didn't go that far. And, yes, the experience was marred a little bit by the fact that, you know, everything had to be, I guess, uh, handed to you. You couldn't take your own fixings. And the one thing that they don't do that, you know, they don't, it's not as made to order. Like the burritos are all pre-made. You have chicken burrito, beef burrito, whatever, and pre-made. And then when you want to take the burrito and add your fixings, you have to open your burrito, unravel it, un- undo it, and then ask for the ingredients that you want other than the basic uh, stuff that it comes with so it's not a not a problem still very very good not on the level with uh cafe iguana and what else so food wise uh i have to tell you that we really really enjoyed giovanni's uh that was a a crazy day for us let's go back to chronologically by the day so that day we didn't do anything too crazy we drank a little bit but i was happy that we didn't go nuts because of the fact that I was nursing a huge hangover from the wedding on the night before, then what we were doing what did we what else did we get into um, you know the, we had the sea day the sea day was an absolute blast we we just kind of just fumbled around the ship you know what I mean there was so much to explore, so much to see it's the oasis of the season. I had not um you know, I had been on Oasis of the Seas, but pre-amplification. And one one of the venues that I was most impressed with was Playmakers. That sports bar is amazing. Like, that sports bar is, I mean, on par with anything you're going to see on land. And I got to say, the food was amazing. We had some um, Jamaican jerk wings that were extra spicy. That was one of John's favorite things. Like, that was one of his favorite things. That we, the nachos were good. Uh Johnny Rockets wasn't that great. I will say that. Johnny Rockets, you know, usually you can count on them to be a pretty good burger. Yeah, people get mad and they throw a lot of shade at them because you got to pay for it. But you know what? Take the money out of the equation. Is it an okay burger? Yeah, it's an okay burger. Uh, It wasn't that great this time. I will say that. Guys, two things. The doghouse. I got uh, Sicilian, I got, it was just like a sausage and pepper. Oh my gosh, it was the perfect piece of whatever you want to call it, hot dog, sausage, whatever it was. It had the perfect, I mean, the flavor popped like crazy. I'm a big guy, when I bite into it, I want that snap, I want to feel that skin snap, that little like, uh, you know, the way that, you know, you, you get, your, your, it's got a little, it bites back at you a little bit. loved it it was absolutely amazing i meant to go back the whole week i just did not it didn't it didn't happen um we also got the roast beef sandwich now very rarely you know what i mean a lot of times think things take on mythical places in your mind you know you had it a few years ago and then you thought it was good and then you know through the years you're like was it i mean how how good really really how good was it was it as good as i thought it was Guys, it was better. It was totally better. Just like when I went to San Juan and I thought the same thing was going to happen with the tripleta and the tripleta and it it, uh, exceeded expectations. It was way, way, way better than I thought it was going to be. Same thing with this roast beef sandwich. And I can't explain why. Because you look at it, it doesn't look like much. You know what I mean? I think it's a combination of just a perfectly cooked roast beef. And then, you know how they season it, and then the bread. Uh, there's some sort of fennel seed or some sort of rosemary or something in there that just goes perfectly with it. And then also you have the, um, the 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 toppings like the bread. You had a you had a horseradish, you had a mustard sauce, you had a au jus sauce, and we had two each, and just split both of them, and just like each, we each got a chance to try four different, I guess, types of uh <laughs> of, of of roast beef sandwich. So freaking good, guys! If you're ever on a Royal Caribbean ship that has a Central Park or Oasis class, I don't know if they have them. I don't think they do have them in the cafe, the promenade, the Cafe Promenade cafe. Uh, but they do have it in the Central Park cafe, and it was freakishly good. I mean, over the top good. What else? Um, the dive. I think the dive thing is running its course. The dive. They're running out of stuff to do with the dive theater. You know, it is absolutely mesmerizing, like what they could do. And I guess if you're new to the ship or whatever, and you're seeing people jump off giant platforms uh, off the top of a cruise ship, yeah, it's kind of crazy. So I guess it's cool, but. You know the one thing they do now. I I think they did it the whole time. Is tightrope walker. There's like a guy walking a tightrope to, I guess, some control room, all the way across to where the platform is. Obviously, that guy's not the same guy that dives off the thing. You know, that's a talented guy. If you're gonna do both, you're gonna be able to do the tight walk tightrope thing, and then you're gonna be able to dive like whatever ten stories or eight, eight stories, whatever it is. That's a little out of control, so they get two separate guys, and they don't try to fake you out like the one like like that's the same guy you just see one guy does the tight rope and then one guy dives end of story shows over go home thanks for coming everybody but uh it's that's the one thing it was it was loud it was loud i mean it was uh they had an eighties version that they would play uh just like remixed eighties music. the music was really good, so the music was was very very good for that show, but I don't know it kind of like overpowered the show a little bit. I think in my uh, in my estimation. Um, what else? What else? What else could we say? All right, let's let's go. So the first sea day was fun. Um, you know, when you are on a cruise and you are doing the level of drinking that we were, it does start to run uh, into each other a little bit. You know, we were we did have that one day where we were trying. So they weren't doing the windjammer for dinner and. That was a big hit and a big loss. The dinner was, the the buffet dinner was in the Solarium Cafe. So if you wanted buffet for dinner, you'd have to go to the Solarium. But with that came a dress code as well. So we were running around all day. We were in tank tops and bathing suits. And we were just hoping to grab something to eat. We got kicked out of the Solarium Buffet. They're like, you're out of here. Uh, We were like, oh, that's not cool, but okay. So we went to Giovanni's. That was the night we went to Giovanni's, and they took us. They let us, I guess, because it's a paper restaurant. They wouldn't let us sit inside, but they did let us sit outside, which was fine with me anyway. It was very, very nice. Like I got, it was one of the things I was most looking forward to doing was just kind of hanging out at a table, sitting in Central Park at Giovanni's, and it was delicious. I mean, the bread, everything. I got the uh, the 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 porchetta with the um bolognese pasta it was really 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 good so the first place we went to the first stop was port canaveral and you know i didn't know what to expect at port canaveral i was really maybe hoping to end up at the universal area but they didn't have those transfers there so i told you we weren't going to do that and what what was going to happen Mostly did happen. What we thought was going to happen, did happen. We got off the ship and went to that restaurant that's right off the side of the dock, which is called Grills, and we got our fish dip, enjoyed the hell out of it, and then we just took a cab into Ranjan, the surf shop. And you know what? It's crazy because I always make fun of it too. They have it listed as an excursion. You can go to Ranjan. Are you going to take me to a retail store? That's, That's an excursion. And yes, it is ridiculous, but you'd be surprised at the amount of time that you could kill in that place. There's a lot of interesting things to look at. I almost bought one of those weirdo weirdo hats that, you know, cover your shoulders that make you look like you're uh, chopping sugar cane in some field. Uh, you know the hats I'm talking about. Um I didn't though. I was like, what am I gonna do with this thing? I <laughs> I I buy it for the joke and I'll never look at it again. So I didn't buy it, but we were walking around, we killed a good two hours in those stores over there. Then we made it back, and we just ended up back on the ship. So it wasn't really too adventurous for us uh, at that at that particular port. Uh, the next day was was that Nassau? Or was it Coco K? Yeah, the next day was Coco K, and this is what we were looking forward to. So obviously, Coco K delivers every time, even though. It was a lackluster, I guess, group. And I only say lackluster because of what we're looking for. It was a great group. I met a lot of people. Got along with very, very many people. You know, I think I was a little bit more into kind of socializing with the uh, with the townspeople than John was. John was kind of a little bit more on the keep it to ourselves side, which is fine. I don't have a problem with it. But I, I that's one thing I do like on, on the ship. He couldn't get the concept. He was like, wait a minute. So there's people in the main dining room you 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 get a table to sit with strangers, and then like you you do that on purpose like they want pe- there's people that want to sit with people they don 't know they don't <laughs> like yeah it's like, it's like a cruise thing i know i i get it I get that it doesn 't seem normal to everybody else you know what i mean it's just it 's a cruise thing that 's all you can really say and uh but you know so we we get on to Coco k. And, uh, you know, obviously, we just head right for the pool. We start getting some drinks. We're running around, enjoying ourselves. And we just spent a very long time in that pool like we knew we would. And then we got out of the pool. So here's the thing. It was out of control windy. It was very warm. It was very sunny. But for some reason, there was just a whole lot of wind. And... Uh, I, I always want to look for the. They were canceling excursions left and right, from what I hear. The, that up and up, up and away balloon never stood a chance. That that didn't go anywhere. But I wanted to, um, you know, I wanted to go out to that bar where it's the, uh, the 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 barge bar, and I didn't see it in its normal spot. So I'm asking around and I'm asking people like, "Where's the?" Bar? I'm like, "Oh, it's on the other side of the island," you know, past the. Uh, Cocoa Beach Resort, or Cocoa, what is it called? The Cocoa, uh, I'll call it Cocoa Beach Resort, whatever it is, the, the fancy part where you got to pay the extra charge for. So we wanted to take the most direct route. So we're going uh, beachfront, but we got hit right in the face with Cocoa Beach Resort, um, Cocoa Beach Club, and we couldn't get past it unless we just literally walked through. So we're like, all right, we'll see if somebody stops us. And it was hysterical because we wanted to go in and we wanted to go right to the barge bar but we wanted to walk along the beach but we were supposed to have probably walked back to the land and walked around the right way onto like one of the you know paved walkways we weren't really having that we were i mean we were destroyed so we were just going to see how far we can get and then we saw the lifeguard watching us. There was a big group, a big, like, I guess, a, a, a row of jetties, big rocks that separated the common area from Cocoa Beach Club. So we're like, all right, we're just going to go around these jetties because we noticed that once the water came, once the, it was water, there was a little bit of a, a, a gap in the jetties. So we start walking, and the lifeguard watches us. So we're like, oh, he's letting us go. So he really doesn't care. Like, this guy doesn't care. We're going to walk around at the Cocoa Beach Club. Guys, when we walked around, so you had to walk into the, we wanted to get around the rocks, but in order to get around the rocks, you had to go into like waist deep water. The minute we went into this water, we sunk thigh deep into muck. I mean, it smelled like shit. It felt like shit on your feet, and it behaved like quicksand. And me and him are both two, you know, heavier set gentlemen, not out of control slobs, but we're 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 up there in weight. And we're we're both grabbing onto each other because we're both getting increasingly deep into dirt shit, turtles, crap, sand in the ocean we don't even see what's below us and we're just trying to desperately pull ourselves out of the muck and we see the lifeguard having a blast with this and that it was for that reason he didn't stop us because he probably deals with that and I didn't mind it whatsoever guys I'm a different person on a cruise my immediate thought was good for this guy this guy's got to stand there and literally nothing happens for hours and hours on end uh, can this guy get a little entertainment, have two moron slobs walk by, think they're going to get away with something, and then they die, they, they're they waist deep in quicksand shit mud, and he gets to laugh at that? I mean, I'm all for it. I really am. And I was dying laughing, and we got out of it. I mean, it was disgusting, though. It was disgusting. So now, all of a sudden, we walked around, and now we just kept walking. Now we're in Cocoa Beach Club. Now, I don't know what that means. I know you're supposed to have some sort of um, wristband or whatever. I don't know how hardcore they check for that. I don't know if we were able to would have been able to order up a bunch of steaks and lobsters or whatever and hang out in the infinity pool. I don't know, but we were in. Nobody was saying anything to us. But we wanted to go to this barge bar. And that's what we did. We walked all the way through Coco Beach Club without even passing go, without collecting two hundred dollars, continued to walk and then found the barge bar. And we swam out to that and we and the guy the <laughs> The bartender on that thing was so detached from reality and in such like it felt like a coma. He was a if you guys ever saw Armageddon, if you watched Armageddon and you saw the uh, space station guy when they first leave Earth and they got I made what they got to do refuel or whatever. So they go to that space station. Where the Russian guy is sitting in there and he hasn't seen, you know, Earth in like two years. And he's obviously just loopy as hell. That's what this guy was. He had no shoes on. He looked at us and he gave us sort of like a little bit of a dirty look. And we're like, what's the matter? He's like, you count how many people? And we are like, uh, what do you mean? Only supposed to be 12. And then he sees us two. I think we put us over by 14. We were 13 and 14. And we're not your average 13 and 14. You know what I mean? I'm 250, he's 260, whatever it is, and uh, and we get on, and, you know, that's another 500 pounds of weight, but he was cool with it, you know, we gave him a couple of dollars, and, you know, that was it, so we uh, spent a good amount of time on there, but we liked this guy, so we wanted to get into his head a little bit, I'm like, where do you possibly bartend that's <laughs> on this ship, because he's like, crew bar crew bar that's it I'm like that it made perfect sense so this is the guy they put in the crew bar and he just gets everybody hammered he was definitely hammered he was like saying stuff to people he was like some guy goes uh <laughs> one guy goes to him can i can i have a johnny black on the rocks and then he goes i don't have johnny black on the rocks i'm sorry all right can i get a miami vice he goes sir you are on a raft. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, let him know. Uh, and that was it. So we, so he, we spent some good times with him. He started telling us some stories about the crew bar. We were trying to weasel our way into the crew bar. Uh, never quite happened anyway. So that's that was that. And then we ended up going back to the pool, having some more fun at the pool, Wasting every single second, or enjoying every single second we can get on Coco K. Uh, there was these five local girls that were dancers, junkanoo dancers, and they were getting a kick out of us and John because John get John is very funny. Like when he gets going with his uh, towels and his musical chairs, he's like one of those guys. He's like a a master of ceremonies. He's a he's a good time Charlie, uh, if you will. And so. They were getting a kick out of us. He would—he would just does dumb stuff. He was doing like interpretive dance with towels and sunscreens. So we were just having a great time, taking a merry sweet time on the way back to the ship. And of course, we look up, and there's literally nobody else around us except this one other crazy couple. This guy and this girl, and uh, they were just—you uh, know—they—they would—they were, would in the same boat as us. You know what I mean? Basically, in the same frame of mind. And uh, we got admonished. said, listen, everybody's on the ship, okay? Everybody's on the ship. You guys need to get on the ship now. We're like, okay. So we little by little made our way, and we got onto the ship. And then I saw in the Facebook group, I saw somebody say... uh, did everybody get make it back on? What was going on? We didn't leave till five 4, all aboard time was five forty, uh five thirty. Why did they not get on till five forty? First of all, all aboard time is five thirty, meaning you're not leaving for another half hour after that. Okay. And you're at Coco K and you're on your way to Nassau. I watched the screen that night. Watched our our uh, some of it. I watched our trajectory. How we got to Nassau. We went halfway across the freaking Atlantic, just killing time before we got to Nassau. So these people who like act like uh, they just wait. I hate using like popular terms. You know what I mean? Like pop culture terms, like Karen. But I mean, come on, Karen. Like you know damn well. You went, and I watch peer runners. I love watching peer runners because I like watching them because I cheer them on. You know what I'm saying? You have those people that watch the peer runners, and they watch them because they wanna, they wanna Karen out. They wanna say, "See, I'm telling, I'm telling." Uh, but we made it back. Yes, we were the last two people, we were the last four people, I should say, on the ship. Uh, I I don't even know who that couple was. We never saw them again. I couldn't even probably pick them out of a lineup, but they looked like they were enjoying life themselves just like us. There was this um, video that I saw. Somebody released a video. or Somebody put a video out there about peer runners, uh, and there was this this particular peer running situation. I'm trying to tell you guys this. This is like a thing. Peer running is is so exhilarating. I, I can't even tell you, especially if you played sports before and you like, you know, (laughs) running in front of crowds like I saw these people uh, on this video that somebody shared in one of the Facebook groups or whatever. And the people were like running. Okay. They were running and the port workers ran out to meet them because they wanted to take the pier run with them. There was nothing else that they could have done. There was no reason for them to run all the way to the other end of the pier other than to make the run back because they knew there would be two giant cruise ships on either side of them giving them thunderous applause, and that is exactly what happened. So you saw the people running, struggling. You knew they were on their way. They, wasn't, they weren't passing go. They weren't collecting $200. They were coming back to the ship, but these two peer operators ran out to meet them so they can just get with them and then turn around and run with them. That's it. And then, yes, the applause was thunderous. And it was, you get chills. I got chills on that pier run out of San Juan uh, that we did in 2020. It was absolutely uh, invigorating. So, guys, I get it. You know, people get up in arms. uh, Let the pier runners live life, okay? What do you want to do? You want to be, what's going to, they're out at that pier. They're enjoying themselves. They're doing the things. They're having the drinks. If they're a little bit late and they got to stumble back, man, that's a great story. Let it happen. How is that affecting your life? Oh, it's just inconsiderate. These people, they think they can do whatever they want. Yeah, You know what? Every once in a while, some people got to do whatever the F they want. Let it happen, okay? Um, while I'm just remembering things. So, Jim stayed strong for four days. Jim, vitamins, fruit, and coffee in the morning stayed strong for through day five the last two days it didn't happen so Sunday's the day off but then five days after that it did happen the last two days it didn't happen and I kinda knew that was gonna happen too. That's when it fell off the rails. It always falls off the rails at some point. But I did keep it going strong for five days. So that was good. And man, it just feels good. It just feels so good, man. Waking up in the morning, running two and a half miles, and getting that fruit and then back backing it up with that giant cold brew coffee. And then just oh man, you're ready to take on the day. So 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 good. Nassau. We had a little hiccup. So I signed us up for this tour, this uh this island culinary experience. Okay. And uh it was just a, it was a little bit of a mess. So I'll tell you this if you are at Nassau, depending upon where you dock, you could take a good twenty five, thirty minutes to get into civilization from where your ship is. Okay. Uh Virgin was there. Celebrity was there. They were a lot closer, but they even still had to walk. But Royal Caribbean, I guess, you know, Oasis, big ship, we were just way, way back. Six or seven uh, slips in, and it took a while. Like, we would just walk. So not only that, I didn't know. Poor me. I mean, shame on me. I didn't know you had to have your vaccination card. So we were kind of touch and go. We were going to make it. We were going to get there. uh, But... They said I was thinking one o'clock the whole time. The excursion starts at one o'clock. Excursion starts at one o'clock. This thing, when we finally opened the ticket, got ready, we saw that it said twelve forty five. Okay. I didn't know it said twelve forty five until I opened it. So now we're a little behind. Okay. I didn't know it was gonna be twelve forty five. Then we get there, it's about five, 5 ten to one. And they tell us, we got to get our vaccination card. So I ran back, got the vaccination card. That killed another 10 minutes. Then it took another 10 or 15 minutes to walk all the way to the pier. There was no excursion to be found whatsoever. I didn't see anybody. Uh, We were asking the people of the port. They were being cool. You know, people of Nassau, they get a bad rap sometimes. But these people were being nice. And they were saying, listen, I don't know where they are. Hang out here for a while. See if they show up. They didn't show up. At the end of the day, we said, let's take our, our, our Nassau situation into our own hands. We only wanted to go to the fish fry anyway. Now, I thought the fish fry was a little far away. The fish fry is just beyond Junkin' Beach. A lot of you were probably saying, no shit, Tommy, you didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. I always was It was always explained to me that the fish fry was a little bit of a trip that you had to get to. Uh, I, I couldn't believe it. I thought he put ran a scam on us. Because to, he took us in a cab and brought us to a bunch of restaurants. And I was like, this is the fish fry? So I was like, yeah, this, we could have walked here. He's like, yeah, but, you know, it's hot out there, so you're here now. And he goes, here's your restaurant right here. And he was going to set us up, walk us in. Get No, 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 no. I don't, first of all, I don't even know if I'm at the fish fry. But we're good. We'll stay here, but we're going to walk around. And then I saw um, the restaurant that I saw online. Oh, oh what is it? Oh, Oh, shoot. I I really shouldn't not give them a shout-out. Let me see. Fish Fry. Fish Fry. Nassau. Oh. Oh. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Oh, Andros. Okay, that's it. I got a Really good. I saw them online. It looked really good. So I was like, Can I get the conch salad? They're like, we don't have conch salad. So I'm like, well, what do you mean you don't have conch salad? She just looked at me, she's like, We don't have-. she was very nice the whole time. They were really, really cool. But she when it came to the conch salad, she was like, No, we don't have conch salad. I'm like, You're out of it? She's like, we don't have it. We don't have conch salad. But you know, try this, try that, you'll love it. This I was a little disappointed. I got the fried shrimp and I got the uh the 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 uh, cracked conk cracked conch. Enjoyed it. Tater salad, delicious. Rice, delicious. John got his food, awesome. We were so happy with this meal. It was absolutely delicious. Then we get back to the ship and we see, please do not consume conch while at Nassau. There's a back there. I remember hearing that story a year and a half ago, two years ago, whatever it was. I didn't know that was still going on. So clearly, she they just weren't serving the conch salad, which is basically conch ceviche, basically which is raw conch. Uh, you know, cooked only by the acid of citrus juice, and they didn't—they weren't serving that. That's what it was. But you also don't want to tell me that, because then I'll feel like, all right, I don't even want the regular conch anymore now, too. So they did—they basically must have tell you, listen, we're frying the shit out of it. Anything that's bad in it, it's going to get killed, but we're not going to serve you raw conch. And I didn't learn that until uh, we got back. The way back was cool from there. We walked. We decided to walk, walked across Junkino Beach, completely dead. And then, you know, it was crazy to see how many places were dead, how many places were boarded up. But it looks like they were starting to open up because I heard some stories about, like, how bad and desperate and awful it was. And, you know, you did see stuff start to come alive a little bit. But what we tried to do was hug the coast same way we did it at Coco K. we tried to do that back in Nassau, and I know I've done that walk before, not from, uh, obviously not from, uh, from, from from the fish fry, because I didn't know it was there, but from Junkano, and I've done it through the town, so I've been like, alright, I don't think you could walk all the way left, we tried to stay left, which is coastline, as much as possible, and we were kind of getting through things. There was a little barrier. we maybe hop over a fence. How far can we get away with being coastal? on it? And then we hit the end of the line. We thought we were going to be able to go the whole way coastal. When we got to the, um, the former location of the Never Say Never Again bar, which is right at Senior Frogs, we realized that was the end of the line. And we had to cut through a resort. And then we were back at town, into town. And we walked in and walked back on the ship. And that was Nassau. It was great. Great, great, great time. Couple of different highlights and things that are worth mentioning on the ship. Uh, My biggest takeaway, guys. My biggest takeaway from this cruise and from the Oasis of the Seas and such, such kudos to Royal Caribbean. This ship has to be so expensive to operate. And I'm going to tell you why. Obviously, because of how big it is and and just the sheer... Uh, what it must take to run it. For me, being a businessman, I would absolutely look for ways to recuperate some money. And there's a clear cut, easy way to recuperate some money that they just didn't do. They don't cross utilize their entertainers. And that's so so respectable by them. Uh, they have a, a jazz quartet, two jazz quartets, basically, because I go there one night, and then we'll talk about that. That jazz thing is a whole nother thing. And the girl who is, you know, the girl, the girl who's the jazz singer, uh, what's her name, Car- Carolyn, Kiera Lynn, whatever it was. Oh, my gosh. What a talented, beautiful woman she is. And um, so they got a jazz quartet. They got another jazz quartet. They have an acoustic act in the um in the in the in the in, the, in the, the, the the English pub. They have an acoustic act that's on the Central Park uh basically where the restaurants are for Central Park. They have the piano guy. They have a main show lounge band. They have a main show lounge. You know acting and singing crew they you know the the people who perform in cats basically they have uh, a house band called switched on they have uh the guitar guy who does i mean they have three or four different just guitar soloists running around the ship they have um what else do they have uh they're not all coming to me right now but what what i what i what i just can't believe is that it would have been so easy for them okay you know what instead of having four guitar players we're going to have two and everybody's going to have to kind of do more than their 4-hour shift a day you know what i mean everybody's going to have to do 6 hours instead you know what i mean we're going we're going to you we have this we have the house band but you know what You trombone guy you're going to have to play a little jazz too on Tuesdays and Thursdays i know you do cats on Fridays and Sundays but we're going to have to get you to do the to, they didn't do any of that. They didn't cross-utilize. They're, they're paying these entertainers. But that jazz band, they changed a lot for me. When, when I when I would go down there, and me and John went there a couple of times, and I'm sitting there, and it was always like, you know, you don't get that. And that's one of the things about cruising you just do not get. Like, when do you get to go? Like, in New York City, you're paying a $10 cover charge, two-drink minimum for something like that. But you just stumble around. You stumble into it, oh, jazz, oh, world class jazz, free. Just walk in and sit down with your drink. Yeah, okay. So we did that. We just sitting there, and obviously she's this beautiful woman. So that's the first thing that pops. You start watching her and her, you know, and and, and I'm not a jazz guy per se, and I never have been really an overly jazzy guy <laughs> per se. But what I will say is that. After I got past just how beautiful and how beautiful her voice was, I started really picking up on the music because I am a music guy. Them trained in you know playing some guitar, playing some you know all throughout my high school days. I did play in the in the band, played the trumpet, the uh, baritone horn, and you know. Am I a musician? No, but I have an understanding of time signatures and trouble clefs and you know cd efg abc and you know a piano i played a little bit too not on any level where i could say to you yeah i'm a musician no but i have some training and affiliation with music in the in the you know three-fourths time and four time and six-eighths time things like that like there may be more than the average person walking the street knows so that just had me like um just listening and i you just watch, and after you get past the girl and how talented and how beautiful, how great, great of a singer she is, you watch the bass player, and he's playing this upright bass, and he's just wailing on this thing: boom, 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 boom. I can't; I'm not. It's not doing it justice, but but then you watch the drummer. The drummer, to me, was the most fascinating one to watch because, yeah, he's keeping the beat for the whole thing. I don't know if he's per se the leader. It was weird because the dynamic they had was like this piano guy was a freak. He was a freak of nature. Uh, she seemed to really like the piano guy. I don't know. They seemed to get along really, really well. She was always giving him like heavy shout outs and looks. And she was, he was getting a lot of attention from, from, from the singer. I was getting a little jealous, to be honest with you. And then the bass player, he was ridiculously talented too. Uh, and she was, just, I mean, come on. And I was talking to the guitar guy in the country bar the uh, the smokehouse and we were talking about her he's like how good is she i was like yeah she's really good she's like and she's beautiful too i was like yes she is and he's like you know a person like that you know and she's such a nice sweet girl you don't really understand why you know the people that are that and this is a talented guy on the ship saying this about the girl uh saying that You know, people who are that talented, it's amazing that usually they're just assholes when they're that talented, but she's not. She's that gifted and by every, you know, measure of what you see of people that talented, a lot of times they are A holes, and she's just so nice and so sweet. But getting back to it, so that there were the three heavyweights in the band. The drummer seemed like the kid of the group. He seemed like the runt of the, of the crew. Uh, they were cool with him, and he s- seems like he's really, really talented too. But it was like they were breaking his chops a little bit. He just uh, – my feeling on him was that he was like the newer addition to the group, and he looked a little younger and a little bit less experienced. But he was – I mean, just watching him play the drums – just the decisions he makes. Because, yeah, I was, I was kind of having this conversation with John. He's like, well, he's, you know, he's reading music. And I'm like, you know, I know he is. He definitely has to be reading some music. But, you know, when he does those fills, like, you know, between like little pops, you know, but then, like, the little fill and stuff, like, that's got to be improv. But then, like, sometimes he can do his beat and he's doing his beat and he's reading his music. But then he even within the regular run of the beat. He switches it up. You know what I mean? With the brush on the end of the straight or the end of the stick. And then he'll hit this thing, but then he'll do something fancy on the cymbals, but still while keeping the beat, he's got four limbs moving independently, doing different things. If I try to walk and chew gum at the same time, I'm probably going to fall off the ship, but this guy's got like four different limbs doing so many different things. And then all of a sudden he catches right back into the beat. Oh my gosh. It's just, and then her, uh, i should get her name it won't take me long to get her name because i'm actually (laughs) i mean uh, guys i'm not her name is carlia lynn carlia lynn and i would check her out on instagram gentlemen if you're into this type of thing because um she's pretty she's got a pretty uh, let's just say she's a pretty good follow okay fellas let's just put it out there she's a pretty good instagram follow let's just leave it at that and um you know watching her do her thing too the way she counts people in it just the, the the word that just kept going over in my mind is training how well they're trained and you could tell the training is just through the roof and they're so 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 good and it got to me thinking I'm like what are these people doing here what are these people doing on a cruise ship and then I thought okay it, it brought me back to my day when I was in high school We had this kid who was like a a bass playing freak, and he was—he played in every rock band. And as a fourteen-year-old, he was selling out local gigs in his rock band. He played in uh, the jazz band in for school. He played trombone for the big band, and I used to deliver newspapers. And if I was walking. And doing my newspapers. he w- His house was on my route. The window was open. And he was practicing. 6, 8, 12 hours a day. And he was a freak. And Nassau County Awards. Best bassist in Nassau County. Best bassist in Long Island. Best bassist here there. And then he, you know, graduate high school, and then he's in these bands, and he's gonna maybe get a record deal, but he doesn't get a record deal. But he's just, I mean, a freak. And I remember talking, having him speak in detention once. We were all in detention, and he was talking, trying to talk about how it's different from Long Island and New York City. And he was like, he was eloquent in how he was saying it. He was like, I am, without a doubt, the best bass player on Long Island. I'm the best. I can tell you that. It's not even a question. I put in the work, and I am. But what I could also tell you is once you cross that border, and it's just five miles away, the border from where we our high school was to where Queens was was five miles away. Once you cross that border into Queens, it's a whole different ball game. I can't tell you I'm the best anymore. But this guy was so good. It was like, what is he going to do? If, if this guy can't be a professional rock star bassist, who can? and then went to college lost touch everything yeah yeah his name comes up oh yeah he's on a cruise ship and that's when it hit me like these people that are on these cruise ships the talent and the dedication and the work that they put into their craft they're not like ah, i want to work on a cruise ship let me take a couple of drum lessons i want to work on a cruise ship let me dust off that guitar that I no these guys and these girls and these women and these people and you know what let me also throw in the people who were probably headed to the Olympics, where the hell does a diver go after they don't make the Olympics? You get a, I get a job at the local dive shop and just, you know, I'm a club diver. <laughs> I'm not on the Olympics, but, you know, I'm kicking around in the club league diving. You know what I mean? No. What am I? Or or, or if you're an ice skating, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I skate in smoke houses. You know what I mean? Bars and restaurants I get, you know, where they set up a rink and I ice skate, make $50, $60. It's not it's an honest living. No. Uh, these people who give in their lives. I mean, just, just look what happens. Look what happens. Comedians, too. Comedians, a little bit more of a dime a dozen. There are a lot of comedians out there. And uh, I don't want to take anything away from the comedians because it's one of my favorite art forms, period. But... You know, to for what these people can do with music, and what some of these people can do as far as with their bodies, as far as diving off these giant things, walking tight ropes, doing triple axis axles on a, on a, on an ice rink, uh, it's it's amazing. Now, I don't know what they get paid. Clearly, they're underpaid. But then you're like, you know, what well, they have a decision to make, right? So you've dedicated your whole life to playing bass, or, or or singing, or playing the piano. You know what I mean. And you maybe you're not you know the best looking person because a lot of times that's what they want. You know, for these record deals, maybe you're not the most marketable, or maybe you just didn't get that break. Now what are you gonna do? You're gonna go. You're gonna go get an office job. That maybe you can scratch and claw your wake up way up to six figures after 20 years, maybe. Giving your life to getting on a train every day, which is not a bad thing. You know what I mean? That's an honest living, of course. Or you can be grossly underpaid, but do exactly what you love to do. I guess that's what it means by struggling artists. You know what I mean? I don't know what they get paid. I really don't. I think they do okay. And I think they really do okay when you consider the fact that their cost of living isn't that high. But at the same time, you know, they're on a cruise ship. And they must wonder, you know, there's no way they drew it up like that. You, there's no way when, you know, my guy who I was telling you about before winning base competitions all over Long Island leaving people in the dust selling out local nightclubs at 14 15 years old a prodigy there's no way he writes it up that he's going to be on a cruise ship so just have I would say just have that in mind when you when you when you see them You know what I mean? When you see them on board and you see what they're doing and when they just casually walk up to the piano and just start breaking into this eloquent rendition of Piano Man or whatever else they're doing or, you know, they're shouting at the top of their lungs, bye-bye, Miss American Pie, they put in their life's work to do that. And we get the benefit of that because they're kind of stuck because They want to do that and they will make half the money that they can make going out into the real world and getting a real job and being away from families and friends and doing other, but they'll take it. They'll do all of it because they could sit there and do what they love and they were trained to do. And who benefits from that? We do. Something to keep in mind, I would say just something to kind of keep in mind. Um, Let's wrap this up. This is getting a little long. Um, Way back, two days, obviously, both days, you're trying to tell yourself you're not going to... You're not going to go crazy boozing, but you do. Uh, I was going to take days off, but then you don't take days off because, you know what, just the FOMO kicks in. Um, but it was a great trip, man. It was a great trip. I'm interested, maybe, hopefully, have John on the show. Uh, I wonder if uh, he will cruise again. He definitely wasn't, I won't say, like, he he had his moments where he was like, no, this, I'm not into this. This isn't, But most of it, I mean, at the end of the day, I think if you asked him, you know, what what do we do you know what i mean what did we do we hung out we came and go as we pleased we had free drinks we ate wherever we wanted to you know our days were our own and you know i think he got i think that i think that was not lost on him i think he liked i think he liked that but we'll see um we'll see if he wants to go back on another one at some point i got a feeling too i think i think when you get off the ship too When you re kind of calibrate what the experience was, you know, we have a thing in the restaurant business called store blinders. When everything's right in front of you, you don't really see the big picture. But then when you step away, like I told you guys, like I told everybody, I didn't have a great time on my first cruise. I didn't love it. But I could tell you I knew I would and I knew I could if I did a few things differently. And the love affair keeps on going. I'm going to remember some other stuff that happened on this cruise. I'm going to remember some other stuff that happened on this trip. And, uh, you know, I'm going to write it down and we're going to do probably a part two to this and probably get John back on. Maybe we'll do a call in if he wants to come by. He's going to be busy, though. The kid's moving. John, if you're listening, good luck with the move. I'm sure I'll talk to you before that. But um, I had a blast, man. I had a blast from start to finish. And uh, looking forward to doing it again. You guys are the best. Boat drinks cones.
0: There's a place where the boat leaves from it takes away. I love your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part set of a nine hundred tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away. I love your big problems, you can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leads, Jimmy! Perfectly good Island somewhere Where will ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away To where the boat from It takes away I love your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down to where the boat leads from it takes away I look your big problems You got worries, you could can drop 'em in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leads from, so get away. To where the boat leads from it takes away. I look your big problems. You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the So get away To where the boat leads from it takes away I love your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the police from